The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here on employmentradio.com. I think, I mean, you've got limited options, but I, know. I think really what you have to do, you have to become the center of attention. No, like that's you like, have to be the star. No, and that's what that's what happens is that I don't think anyone else knows what to do, so they start to focus on me. Yeah, exactly. And then I start to get really uncomfortable. This is where you need to use it to your advantage, like really make a show of it. Because I think if you make a big show of it, of you being there and make your presence really known, it'll put everybody else at ease because they'll be like, oh, what happened to her? I think that's exactly opposite of what I should do. I think. I Genuinely need some advice here, so that is not helping. Well, that's one option. I got a couple other options. Okay, for you. I'm, I'm not using that option. I'm pretty good at this. Hello, no. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever now, if you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We have a lot to get to today. I do want to, of course, you're going to be hearing about this a lot because we're very excited about it. The Portland Podcast Festival is happening on December second, and we would love it for you to pick up a ticket and join us because it is going to be so much fun. 13 podcasts, two bands. Every day, Sarah and I are working on more aspects of it, of what's going to be going on for it. And it is, it's going to be a fun night. Yes, yeah, so we've been front-loading. We've been we've been busting our tails. So we end along with our uh, buddy Jason Lamb, of course, mm-hmm. who's also putting this together. So we are in the, in the final stages the of final getting stages. everything done. And uh, I am very excited. So hope you can make it. Yes, December second. Really love to see you. Pick up your tickets, pdxpodfestival.com. Yay, thanks to Vicky who bought her tickets this morning. Oh, we awesome. are very appreciative of that. Yeah, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff at uh, pdxpodfestival.com. Like you can buy the tickets there, but it also shows all the different podcasts that are on uh, on the docket for the night. We're going to have two stages and then of course two bands, the High Pets, which um, on the link at, at the website, you can check out all the podcasts and the bands. Check out the High Pets. Seriously, they are really really good. And they're coming down from Alaska for this thing and then Curry is going to play after that, and I've been getting ready for that, so I'm, I'm excited. It's just going to be a really fun night, and we hope to see everybody out there. Um, it would mean a lot to us to, to see you out there. Also, a so. uh, big shout-out to our friend Craig, who's coming in from Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, Craig is... Oh, Craig, we're so excited to see you. So Craig is actually flying in from Michigan for the Portland Podcast. Uh, Lisa is flying up from San Francisco as well. What? So I know there's people coming from all over the place. So if you're coming from out of town, let us know. Uh, give us a give us an email. Shoot, shoot us an email. Fun and the thing that's cool about this too is that we'll be busy, but we'll also be like wandering around and hanging out and watching the shows with you. So it's not like we're doing a listener party the whole time where we're going to be backstage. Like That's true, yeah. We're going to be out there hanging out. So, I mean, come hang out with us. Let's have yeah. a, a couple of beers or sodas or whatever it is you'd like to imbibe. And, like a yeah. delicious Mountain Ale from a small town brewery. Oh, my goodness. Mountain Ale is fantastic, and that's uh, they're one of the big sponsors. So it's small town brewery. They're the same people who have uh, Not Your Father's Root Beer, which you've heard us talk about before. Now they've got Mountain Ale, which is essentially, it's a Mountain Dew beer. But with... Alcohol, but with, yeah, well, and it's, it's a Mountain Dew beer. beer so yeah. what it is, yeah, it's not so. Um, that's the great thing about Small Town is that it isn't like a malt liquor; like it is actually starting from a beer, and then yeah. they flavor it. It is you can taste the difference. It's super good, and they also have uh, not your mother's iced tea. Yes, not your mother's iced yes. tea. Exactly. That is the other one that's going to be there. Mm. So they've got both of those, and they're sponsoring the main stage, uh, stage one, which is going to be the big uh, – if you've never been to the Hawthorne Theater, that's where it is. That's where the main uh, stage is. And so they'll be sponsoring that room. With your ticket purchase, too, they're giving everybody one free beer from them. So you'll get a free – like you get a free beer for buying a ticket and these amazing lanyards that Sarah's created. It's just going to be a really fun night. So Small Town Brewery, uh, Mountain Ale, and Not Your Mother's 
iced tea, really two great drinks, and they're going to be there sponsoring. So we're really excited about that. Uh, Somebody also- already wrote on Twitter talking about how they love Mountain Ale now because they heard about it on the show. I'm trying to see if I can find that. Oh, I'll I want to give a shout out to, to Cami and Eric, too, who they said they'll be uh, hiking all the way from Powell Boulevard. From Powell Boulevard, you oh, say? Oh, my goodness, I say. Uh, yeah, shout out to Chris, who just uh, who wrote us on Twitter a few days ago, said, I heard about Not Your Father's Mountain Ale on Fun Employment Radio. Now I'm hooked. Keep up the delicious work. So <laughs> thank you, Chris. Thank you for posting it is, that. And it's a really good way to start. I think if you're going to start the evening with a beverage, why not have something that, you know, like slightly mimics a soda, but with alcohol in it? Kind of loose, loosen up a little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Loosen up for some Maybe, good podcasts. Loosen up is a weird way to say it. Well, and if you're not a drinker, I have, I have uh, you know many friends that don't drink. Like then you can just you you'll get your drink pass anyway, and everyone there will be over 21, so it'll be a nice way to start start a conversation. Be like, hey, you want my free? Like, drink? Like, hey, do you want my free drink? Yeah. What's your name? Yeah. Don't okay. Now you just made it creepy. No, Greg. okay. Well, yeah. we ruined this. Anyway. You ruined everything. All right. Well, anyway, small town brewery, not your father's mountain ale, not your mother's iced tea. Thank you for sponsoring stage one of the Portland Podcast Festival. Okay, we need Ooh. to get to talk talking about what's going on here. So Seriously, it is Tuesday. I'm getting a little nervous. It's Tuesday, November twenty first, right now. Um, Sarah is going to be leaving tomorrow. I'll be doing a show tomorrow, so there will be a live show tomorrow. I've got special guests lined up. I'm. Can I say thank you very, very much because I really do need to get on the road. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. You bet. No, I, I because I was telling him, I'm like, well, if we do the show at the regular time, I'm going to be in traffic. Well, I'm going to be in traffic forever anyway, but if I have to leave, you know, afternoon, mm-hmm. I am going to be on I-5 for like 10 hours. See, there you go. You've already got a topic of a conversation because it's so boring and it'll work perfectly. So that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> traffic, Sarah is, is that what I should do? Sarah okay. is going up to Bremerton tomorrow for Thanksgiving. That is where she's from. <laughs> it's outside of Seattle. And uh, and that's where she's she's heading up. For for the Thanksgiving, boy, that traffic though, man, Thanksgiving traffic. Can you tell? I uh, tell you what. So I mean, I could probably fill a substantial amount of time complaining about traffic. Well, that's one thing that you can do. So let why don't we lay out what's going on for you up there, and then I'm going to help you work this out. I'm going to help you make your Thanksgiving go much smoother and with less uh, less awkward moments, or maybe increased awkward moments to lower the overall awkward level. I'll explain it here in a second. Why don't you tell us what's going on here? Okay. For well, I am uh, heading to. Bremerton, as we were just talking about, and um, you know, we have a we. I usually have like a pretty. We have small family gatherings. We don't have mm-hmm. like a lot of people. But over the years, our family's gotten you know smaller and bigger, and it changes in different ways. And that makes no sense. You realize what you just said? It does. Well, some people, you know, like maybe pass away. Other people like get remarried. Some other people are born. Like you know, the sizes kind of ebb and flow. <laughs> the cycle of life at the Dillon household. It is okay. And what is okay? Yeah. So. Uh, so this year in particular is going to be because it's always a weird mix of people and you never quite know who's going to be there or what's going to happen because sometimes it'll just be like my immediate family, like me, my mom, my dad, my sister, uh, Michael and Eloise. Like Which just, Michael and Eloise to explain? Michael is my sister's husband. Eloise is my beautiful niece. She's so cute. I'm so excited to see her. I can't even put it into words. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. So sometimes uh, for family holidays, it's just like that immediate kind of core family. Sometimes it's like the extended family a little bit. Uh-huh. This one is going to be different because it's like super extended family time. Like, because I know other people have like huge families. Like our friend Lily has, you know, like 60 cousins. Yeah, or something like, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some, no, maybe like even maybe, 90. Maybe more, yeah. I think she has like 90 That's cousins. a big family. That's a good Catholic family right there. Yeah. But I don't have, like, too big of a family. So uh, when we have a lot of people, it's always kind of strange because I'm not really used to it. So this year, we are having quite the mix of people. And I quite just don't know 
what to talk about because there are so many different kinds of people that are going to be there. Okay, so what are the different – like you've got your immediate family. We just explained them. Now, who else is it that's going to be – that's going to be coming. What are okay. the cast of characters right, we're dealing there's a with? Cast of characters. And I'm going to help you deal with this. Okay. And and like nobody's bad. They're, like it's nobody. I'm just like, oh god, I can't believe they're going to be there. It's it's nobody. Are there any felons? Okay, you're questioning. So it's, it's possible. Possible. I don't and again, know. nothing against felons. Not with we my family, listen, but there are but, people that aren't that aren't my family. They're going to be there that I don't know if they do or do not have a felony background. Uh huh. Um. All right. So yeah. So it's going to be my mom, my dad, Heather, her husband, Michael, Eloise. Yes. Look, and I'm so excited to see. Yes. And then, um, so here are the other people that are coming. So it's going to be my wonderful uncle and aunt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My aunt, who is a bleeding heart liberal, just, just very, very, um, very liberal, very liberal, very uh, active politically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's coming along. I would imagine quite vocal about it. She's she's vocal about it. Okay. Um, and and I agree with most of what she says. Mm-hmm. But she's also bringing her brother. Who is a hardcore Trumpy? <laughs> so wait, they're brother and sister. They're brother and sister. Oh, so she's bringing, this is already gold. I know she's bringing a Trumpy to dinner. So I'm like, okay, okay. So this is it. So she's liberal. He's a Trumpy. So um, that's happening. Then on the other side is uh, my other uncle is coming, and he is bringing uh, this woman with him that I think they were together for a while, and then they're not together anymore. But they're friends, uh-huh. and she is a Native American woman that lives on a reservation oh, this is for Thanksgiving, better. which is just – This is getting better and better. Yeah, so that's happening. So, so far, it's – yeah, my uncle, my liberal aunt – my liberal that poor aunt, woman. My, uh, my aunt's Trumpy brother, my other uncle – my uncle's ex-girlfriend, good friend, who's a Native American who lives on a reservation. Uh-huh. Then, um, then my sister – then Michael's best friend is coming along with Michael's brother and then also bringing um, an, <laughs> another friend of theirs and this woman who just uh, broke up with her long-term boyfriend. So a crier. Is she a crier? I don't know if she's a crier. Okay. I've only met her like once. Okay. Let me try to just – Try to blanket everything here. So I here. don't quite know. Like this, this is, is very. This is very. This is an L- odd mix. Now, do any of these people know each other, really, or, or is it pretty? So my two, limited? my uncles and my aunt know each other. The the brother has been around a little bit, but he never like really gets political. But then we've never spent like a like a like a big so, family Thanksgiving. So let me try to together. sum it up and just give like basic names to what we've got here. So we've got, and I'm just going to come up with a name. So we'll say Ted's the Trumpy. Ted the Trumpy. Yes. Okay, we've got uh, Teresa the Liberal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ted and Teresa are brother and sister. All right, and then you've got um, and uh, the uncles are just like the uncles are both like um, like immediate family members of my parents. So like they're both like kind of neutral. They're both okay. awesome. Like just don't they're not really okay. So we've got all these people here, and they're all it's a, that's a wide mix variety of people. Now, are they drinkers? No. Okay, they're not. They're the half of my family is like sober. Yeah. Is the other half? So is there, is it going to be like a half drinking crowd and a half like It'll, like strict sister, sober crowd? My my sister and dad and I will drink wine. My mom doesn't really drink very much. Um, my aunt and uncle don't drink. Actually, both my uncles and my aunt don't drink. I think her brother might. 
Um, and then Michael does, and I'm, I, I don't know if her friend okay. just broke up with the guy does. Oh, I, boy. I know for sure that um, that his best friend does. Okay, this is a. This is fantastic. This is great. A great way to to watch everything that's going down here. Um, you can sit back. You've got a couple of options on how to deal with this. You can sit back and just sit in a corner and watch the show, which is one I way can't. to handle it. But see, that's the thing, Greg, is that I can't because I have the weird life out of everybody. Like everyone yeah. else is kind of doing their own thing. Like, and I don't mean to make this up. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm better. No, I'm just weirder than everybody yeah. else. My sister has like, you know, her her nine to five job, you know, and does and she has like the beautiful baby and the husband. Like, and meanwhile, yeah. I'm living in hippie Portland. Living my life based on a podcast. Yeah. You know, and in the meantime, like painting pictures of dogs and living in my apartment and like, yeah, and bartending. Like, I, I'm foreign to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, I am very, no, because they don't see a lot of people like me because yeah. I'm not really something that exists in like their social circles or anything. So it's a little, I think that they just get confused. So I get a lot of questions. And I can understand that because that happens to me too. Because trying to explain that, no, I, I work in podcasts for a living. Like that's what I do. And that is very confusing, A, because a lot of – some generations still don't understand what a podcast is. And let alone, okay, so like how do you make money at that? You know, that's always a, one of the main questions. And then, um, yeah, all the, all the standard questions of that's a strange job. To have. It's so a strange it's, job. Yeah, it is. And so you do get a lot of questions, especially at family things. And in the meantime, I have my Catholic guilt because I'm nervous, so I'm drinking wine, but then I feel guilty because I'm drinking wine over, in front maybe. of my so No, no, no. I never get no we never I never overdo it at okay. my parents' house. No way. That's but here's the not. thing. This is what I'm talking about. This is one of the options. Now I'm gonna go through a couple of different options for you. Because I because need to know you're, what to you do. get uncomfortable in these situations. I am right? I'm already uncomfortable talking about it. I can it. tell. Like, You've already got a bunch of anxiety about this. You're already worked up on it. I do. I'm already nervous to drive because you know how much I hate driving. That's like the biggest anxiety kicker for me is like yeah. making the drive from Portland to Seattle. It's just very – like people have their things that, that kind of trigger their anxiety. Mine's always been like driving long distances. Yeah. I don't like it at all. So I'm already nervous about I that. I love it. I, lo- I love driving. Uh, well, I do not. I don't like being stuck in traffic, but I love driving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do not. So, they, so you're already going to have anxiety with that. You're already going to have anxiety because there's this weird mix of people and who knows what's going to happen. I mean it is a – not that it's not ever a politically charged climate, but Jesus, this is a politically charged this climate. Like and you have two extremes on each end that are on top of that are brother and sister and probably have a rivalry already. And they're going to go at it. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome if you want to sit back and watch it. But if you don't want this to you happen. You know how much I don't like confrontation. I know. You know and that I can't even why... watch Curb Your Enthusiasm without feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> or even like that, what, that Impractical Jokers show where they're like doing awkward things. Like that is too uncomfortable for yeah. me. Yeah. It's like they're making him do weird things. It makes me totally awkward. I don't like it. Okay. So, and because you're, you're they're going to be asking you questions, so you can't hide in the corner anyway. No. You need I'm going to be at the table. You need to make a scene. This is one option. I've... Option one. Great. Okay. I'm just, let, let me lay out the Option. Seriously, this is not. And helping. then we'll get to the other ones. Then I've got some other options too, so we'll debate these. But option one, you just start chugging wine. Just go to town. Just do yourself. Have fun, and just just keep on drinking and uh, and make a big scene about it because that's going to quiet everybody else. Because they're that's going to quiet their crazy. No, I you don't out want crazy to be, everybody else. No, I don't want to out crazy people and be drunk at my parents' house. But you're sacrificing for everyone else, no. and by by you being the craziest, then it's going to calm everybody else down because they're going to be like, oh, wow, I need to like lower. Or my it level. could rile people up. Or I, I can be. I've been known I to get think, a party started, Greg. <laughs> And if people see me having is, too much fun, they'll be like, oh, well, shit. I think it's time. I've been me. known to get a party started. Uh, so 
What I can say you is, know that I can. I'm yeah. just saying I'm, I fear my power, my party power. I don't think that's going to be the issue, especially if it's a room full of uh, half sober people. So what I think is, though, you just keep drinking. Make a scene, become the center of attention. It'll quiet their crazy down. My dad down. would probably think it was funny, but my mom would be so pissed. And then by that point, you know, it'll keep everybody else calm. So everybody else will have a very calm Thanksgiving. They'll That's talk about you afterwards. That's not the way my family dynamic works at all. And like, then, I, I, well, you haven't met them, so I think that's why. Well, you've met my parents, but not the extended family. And, like, mm-mm. that is – you would not – if you met them, you'd be like, no, this is not going to work. Okay. We do have some suggestions coming in here, yeah, too. anything is better than what you're telling uh, but me. I've I got, genuinely need some help. All right. I've got another way that we can handle this, too. I think it's a little b- more boring. But um, let me just take a, some advice here from the live chat. Funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live listener, uh, to, uh, go ahead and hop in there. Uh, Mike says, blurt out everyone else's family secrets to take the focus off you. Uh, that's true. You are good at that, deflecting that way. Like, throwing, ah, but you did this. And then, like, blame everybody else. You could no. walk around and just, like, tell out family secrets and just, like, deflect, 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 deflect. I don't really have family secrets. Surely there's some kind of dark family secret that you can have. I mean, maybe not dark family secret. Be like, mm, I yeah, don't know. I know. What kind of family? Like, I don't oh, know. What are you insinuating, Greg? What are your dark family secrets, Greg? There's not a lot. No, but there are some. All right. So that well, seems like a you problem, not a me problem. No, not dark family. I'm, there's depressing ones, but not dark ones. Uh, let's see. Cammy says uh, Xanax and wine is always the answer. So that again, that's going back to what I'm saying. Make a scene of yourself. No, because also they are family, and I want to show them that I'm doing a okay with my life as a spinster living in Portland, being a. Podcaster. I'm doing so good right now. I'm doing so good. Yeah, right so now. Okay. I don't want to like prove what like. Okay. That's it because I'm not. I don't want to be a mess, uh-huh. and I'm not going to because I'm at my parents' house again. We're this is ridiculous because I would never do that, but um, no, because I want them to respect me. Like, I'm not going to be... Okay. So are you going to, like, name drop? Are you going to, like, try to do the name drop thing? No, because be that's like... the thing. Name drops don't matter because half the people that we interview that I'm excited about, like, my parents have no idea who they are. Yeah, I know. That is true because I've, I've tried to do that before, not because I want to name drop, but because I just want to do something to make it seem legitimate. No, you want um, to do to something some to make your parents proud of you. Well, or even relatives because relatives, you know, they don't really know. The, the one question... Uh, and we don't have to get into too much of my Thanksgiving, but the one question I always get, and I just know it's going to happen every time for Christmas or Thanksgiving, I've got one aunt who always asks me, so are you back working for the Blazers again? Because that's like something they know. So if you don't know, Sarah oh, and I used yeah. to work for the Trailblazers. We did a live television show for them, uh, online television show for five days a week for like three years or something. So we, we did this for a long time and that was a big hit with the family because everybody understands what the Trailblazers are. That's true. Are. And you had like, your family's all like Blazer fans. They're like, all my family Blazers doesn't care about basketball, fans. but you come from a basketball yeah. family. Well, I mean, it was working for the NBA. It's like something easily understandable. They could watch it online. It's like, ooh, yeah, that's awesome. But we haven't worked for them for like three years now. It's It's been a while since we've worked. And here's the thing. Um, Do you feel like you let them down every time you say no? No, it's just they're, they're always like, Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't work for them anymore. Okay, all right. So, what do you, you do? Have to go through the song. Still doing your like oh, your God. your radio show or what channel is that on? And and then yeah, as soon as I say I don't work for the Blazers anymore, it's like oh okay, all right. And then, and then they, they just, lose interest. And then they lose interest. Yeah, mm. in everything that's going on. Um, so that's that's one thing. So okay, so back to what you're dealing with here, though. Yes. So you want to make yourself seem legitimate? No, not really. I just kind of want to get through it. 
Without well, anything awkward. Like I kind of want to see – I want to you just maybe float learn on some, by? No, but I want to learn some like – like battle techniques or something, some distraction techniques to keep the conversation flowing in a way that I know it's not going to get awkward or political. Well, I can tell you that I do know how to do that. And that's, you know, the small talk side of it as far as that. I mean, there's there's definitely things you can always bring up that will always work at family things, especially with slightly older family. They will definitely talk about it. I mean, weather, number one. Talk about the weather. Be like, boy, you know, we we haven't got that ice that we had last year. I don't know if that's going to come back. Man, last year. And then you got a whole tangent. Last year, we had three ice storms in Portland, and then it shut oh, down the city because sometimes because the ice could come down, and then it would snow on top of it, and then there was more ice. And then, boy, the traffic would just back up and that go on that. Greg, I could totally that's work with that one. because, like, I'm driving up, a, a, you know, with my car that doesn't, like, function too well. I mean, it's still fine, but I, um, I'm i going to be getting a newer car at some point, probably before Christmas. So yeah. I can talk about that and be like, oh, yeah, let me tell you, it was scary in the weather driving up in this car, but I can't wait. And then we can talk about maybe what kind of car I'm going to get. I would avoid people saying— people all have opinions about cars. I would avoid—okay, you want to make yourself seem legit. I'm going to be honest here. You want to make yourself seem legitimate and that you're doing really well. Don't tell them about my car. Don't tell them about your car and about how dangerous it is to drive it and that mm-hmm. it was scary. Yeah, I wouldn't bring up that part. Okay. Like if just so should I not reference my? Here, I shouldn't reference my my car that I have now, but I could talk about how I'm looking into getting a new car. Stick with that. Okay. That's a positive. A positive. I don't. I don't highlight people, the reason why I'm going to get. And one. people like giving their opinions on cars. They love it. Yeah. And I need them. I want people's opinions on my car. Um. Uh oh. Mr. Jenky in the live chat said, "Talk about weather." Queuing up the guy to talk, the Trump guy to talk about how climate change is a hoax. Oh, boy. That's true. That could go south pretty quick. Um, I have like some Subaru jokes in the back of my mind, you know, for like Portland stuff. I'd be like, well, I'm thinking about getting a Subaru. (laughs) I guess I'm going full Portland, right? Oh, and then. um, Okay. A. What? These people aren't from Portland. They're not going to get that joke. Nobody's going to get that joke. Uh, If you're in Portland. Even half the time, people may not get that joke. It's just because there's a lot of people that drive Subarus in Portland, so it's just kind of a running uh, Subarus. There's a lot of Subarus. Mm-hmm. I don't think that one's gonna gonna knock it out of the park for you. Just oh. just to warn you, I don't think that one will work. I think sticking to the cars. And here's the thing: you want to deflect, be like, so what kind of um, what kind of car do you? Here's what I'm looking for, and just say what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and then let them just talk. Find the car person in the group, and there, there may be multiple. And let them talk about their cars, you know, and just deflect. Get them talking about that. That's usually generally a safe topic. I know nothing about cars myself. I am terrible. I'm a terrible car person. Like I know. Oh, what's I know. Gone I've wrong. asked for your health before. It's like awful. I know. I know what's gotten wrong on vehicles I have, and that's what I know how to fix. Other than that, um, we have our buddy Andy in the mighty southeast who's helped me a few times. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a terrible. My car buddy person. Jay Daryl, who has helped me. Yeah, Jay as well. Jay, yes. Yep, Jay also has helped me. Uh, yeah, and and our friend Doug has helped me. I've had I've gone to a lot of friends for help. Wow, great. with cars. Yeah, I'm I'm Quite not much a of a manly man. man. I'm a very manly man, Sarah. I don't know if you realize this. Okay, so. So anyway, you can get their opinions on cars. On cars and then the weather thing. But yeah, you're right. That might be a little too like too close to the whole climate change thing. Well, it depends on how Trumpy this person is. He's well, got, I don't think if, he's very – Because he can steer not, it into that He's not very easy. vocal Trumpy. But then again, okay. this has been quite the year. OK. So I mean even the non-vocal Trumpies have gone kind of crazy. So I don't know for sure. So we could have gone crazy Trumpy. OK. Well, so you've got weather. Again, we're just trying to think of things that will avoid any like neutral kind of – Because you also don't want to hear – you just don't want to hear anything political. No. So that comes from both sides. You just want to avoid it all. So down the middle topics, usually weather – 
Traffic. Yeah, traffic. Nobody I likes talk traffic. About that. I could totally talk about traffic. Everybody, traffic's a unifier. Nobody likes traffic. I mean, I'll be stuck in traffic. I'll be like, oh, this traffic. And the key thing about traffic, every year it seems like it's worse and it's worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse, isn't I it? I did actually read a study that this uh, this uh, Thanksgiving travel time on I-5 between Portland and Seattle is going to be the worst that it's been since 2005. Do you see what I just did there? Mm-hmm. You got me to talk about I traffic. I got you to talk about traffic, yeah. didn't I? See? So there, that's so should one I bring way. up that little that fun fact that I know? Uh, that it was supposed sure. to be the most terrible. I mean, let me tell you, when I drove up in 2005, oh, this seemed a lot worse. Oh, there are just so many single car drivers on the road. Boy, did you see that Seattle has some of the worst traffic in the nation right now? Right. I mean, the and the construct- uh, can I talk about construction. Always a good one. Construction. Mm-hmm. Find something everybody can complain about. That's one way to do oh, it. Oh, how long we have to wait for the new Game of Thrones? I don't think that's going to be the. No, my parents really like it. Okay, I'm going to guess that's not probably a unifying thing. Oh. Game of Thrones, the the sex sex and violence filled fantasy show on HBO. Oh. I mean, you know, yeah, you and I like H, like Game of Thrones, but what and a lot of people like Game of Thrones. Starting, I'm just saying for this particular what crowd, going to win the Super Bowl. Oh no! Here's something that you could do. You are going to Seattle. Let me give you a couple other topics. Um, I'm Boy, going to Bremerton and then Seattle for one what happened, after it. What happened to that? Well, yeah, Bremerton, it's, it's the same thing. When we're talking about the – really? Okay, yes. The 20-minute the uh, ferry ride makes it all the different world. Well, it's 50. I'm giving you yeah. general topics. I think it's going to work. Um, just talk about, uh, boy, the, the Legion of Boom. What happened to them? It's what? too bad about the injuries. So I'm giving you a topic to use. I'm not going to say Legion of Boom. That's everybody in Seattle will know what Legion of Boom is. I guarantee you they will know what the Legion of Boom is. The Legion of Boom oh. is the nickname for the Seattle uh, defense, the defensive backs. And three of them are injured. There's four of them. Three of them are injured. And so Seattle is Seahawks like is going like to be a Russell big topic. Russell Wilson guy? Russell Wilson's the quarterback. Is he from part of the Legion of Boom? No. Oh. That's just the defense, just the four defensive players that are the Legion of Boom. Okay. So what you can talk about, though, with Seahawks, you <laughs> yes. can bring up, oh, boy, yeah, Jenky already figured out a way to, to segue this. It does make sense. I'll explain it here in a second. But, yeah, the, with the Seahawks, they're not doing that great right now. Yeah, because they just lost again. They lost night. again. Boy, what happened to those Seahawks? Wow. Although, Mr. Jenky— Isn't it their kicker that really sucks? Yeah, their kicker really screwed them over. You're right— uh, Mr. Jenkins just said, talk about football. Trump guy, how about those kneeling football players? You're right. That oh. will be a quick way to get into that. Jenky, you are so good. He's really like poking holes in all of your theories. <sighs> okay. So no weather because of climate change. No football because of kneeling. We can still do traffic. Traffic's a solid. Traffic is a safe. Construction? Construction's good, too. I mean, but, you know, Bremerton's having some construction now, too. Seattle definitely has some wherever they can, Wherever they're coming from. I guarantee there's some construction project they're ticked off about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a universal thing. Everybody has some construction project they're mad about. So that's good. Um, yeah, construction and traffic is really what we boiled it down to, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Of safe things um, for you there to talk is about. Potential, there is a rumor that there's going to be a new foot ferry. Oh, well, there you go. Between Bremerton and Seattle, which is going to cause a lot of uh, – because a lot of Seattle people are, are thinking of moving to Bremerton because they're getting priced out of Seattle. Okay. So we could talk about like, oh, boy, like what do you think the popular area of Bremerton's going to be? Okay. Or something along That's those lines. That's a real boring topic. So I know. I just good. need yeah. everything boring. Yeah. Well, I was looking up some like Thanksgiving stuff for today. Maybe I can give them Thanksgiving facts. Okay. All right. What are your Thanksgiving facts? Oh, my gosh. So I found some fun facts. So maybe I could just blurt these out and if someone starts bringing up something political, I'll be like, Fact. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird, not the eagle. 
Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I did know that, actually. Did you know that Americans eat 46 million turkeys each Thanksgiving? Yeah, I knew that, too. All right. What about Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's first meal in space after walking on the moon? Foil packets with roasted turkey. Yep, I knew that, too. That's a lot of turkey facts. All right. How much is the heaviest turkey, uh, turkey on record? How much does it weigh? How much do you think it is? I'm not going to tell you. I know what it is. Tell me. I'm not going to tell you because I want you to figure it out. It is 96 pounds. I knew that. No, it's 86 pounds. I lied. Yeah, I know. No. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> that is so annoying. Stop it. Have you ever seen – this is a complete God, side you note. so I love doing, obnoxious. I love doing this sometimes because there's this old Norm MacDonald sketch from Saturday Night Live where he played – he went to um, – and this is a complete side note. I'm, yes, I'm talking about an SNL sketch, but it was hilarious. He went to this uh, these this convent had like a church group uh, trivia night, like once a week. And Norm Macdonald that just starts on this like three people up there at the stage, and the nuns because they did the honor system, they would tell the answer first, and then the people just had to say whether they knew it or not. And every time Norm was like, "Yeah, I knew that. Yep, knew that one too." Like, oh my gosh, you just know you're doing so well. And you know, and the other contestants are like, "Oh, I didn't know it." Oh, I didn't know that one. So he just said, I knew it every single time. That he was like the, exactly. He was like, <laughs> like the 15-time champion. So, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, knew that one too. Yeah, I knew that. So anyway, that was where that was coming okay. from. 1%. Okay. Well, it's very exciting. So what's, what's your other turkey facts? Oh, thank you for asking. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Californians consume the most turkey in the United States of America on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Female turkeys do not gobble. California. Let me tell you about Californians moving up here. Boy, there are just too oh. many. See, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna try to be the person to take your topics off off course. So you're, you're right. at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm one of your relatives. I'm sitting there. I'm stewing about something. You're just stewing. I'm stewing. You're stewing. You try to lighten the mood, and I'll see if you can lighten the mood. I'm like, hey, did you know that uh, the heaviest turkey in the world weighed 86 pounds? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen turkeys bigger than that. You know, they used to be bigger back in my day till they had all these restrictions on what you could use. For him with the pesticides and all that stuff, and the libs always telling me that I couldn't put a, you know, I don't know where I was going with that <laughs> one. Okay, are you gonna play that if I fail? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Did I fail? Okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Okay, so yeah, female turkeys do not gobble. Only male hens. Uh, only male turkeys gobble. Okay. The average turkey for Thanksgiving weighs fifteen pounds. God, this is some boring facts. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, Campbell's, that's neat, Sarah. Campbell's soup created green bean. Are you just going to be blurting these things? Like you're walking around, like the average turkey weighs 15 pounds for Thanksgiving. Like, you're well, just as soon as someone's facts? just like, "Well, I think that the new tax plan," I'll be like, "Turkey, the biggest turkey in the world weighs 86 pounds." <laughs> <laughs> I will totally blurt out weird things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did okay. you know that if you're gobbling, it's only it's, uh, is it the women or the man? Oh my god, I already forgot my Thanksgiving facts. I think it's I'm male panicking. Turkeys. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Female turkeys do not gobble. Only male turkeys gobble. This is going to be you just in the middle of like some conversation. <laughs> just yeah. Female turkeys do not gobble. Only male turkeys gobble. Well, we usually do have Thank a couple you, types Sarah. of green bean casserole because Michael likes to make his own green bean casserole. But my mom likes to make all the food for Thanksgiving. So the first couple times it was really weird. But now there's room for everybody's green bean casserole. Can I be honest? Not a big green bean casserole Me person. Me neither. I just, it's not my deal. We have an abundance of it. So Campbell's Soup created green bean casserole for uh, their annual cookbook 50 years ago. It now sells $20 million worth of cream of mushroom soup every Thanksgiving. <laughs> there's so much. 
Well, how did the tradition of watching football on Thanksgiving start? Well, the NFL started the Thanksgiving Classic Games. Do you know when they started it, Greg? Uh, in 1920. And since then, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys have hosted games on Turkey Day. Yeah, I know it's always the Lions year. and the Cowboys. In 2006, a third game was added with different teams hosting. So these are just things you're just going to blurt out. I'm picturing this is exactly how you're going to blurt them out. All right, so someone's saying like, oh, I had too much turkey. It makes me tired. Oh, boy, that turkey. I'm going to need a nap after this. I'll be like, oh, no, actually, scientists say that it's not the turkey that makes you tired. It's the extra glass of wine or the high-calorie meal or relaxing after a busy work schedule is what makes you drowsy. Don't blame it on the turkey. Yeah, that's fake science, so-called scientists. It's not the turkey's fault. Yeah, that's not good. Don't bring up scientists. Oh, uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. All right, so maybe if, like we're trying to find something. <laughs> Mike says just play the gobble sound on your phone anytime someone says something uncomfortable. <laughs> just interrupt <laughs> no. Don't say anything. Just play that. I'm sorry, buddy. Sarah's uncomfortable. And just play that noise. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade began in 1924. Do you know how it began? With 400 employees walking from Convent Avenue to 145th Street in New York City. There weren't any large balloons at this parade as it only featured live animals from Central Park Zoo. <laughs> I've been to that before, the Macy's Thanksgiving wow. Day Parade. Yeah. Humble brag. Why don't make that clicking noise? All right. Well, there the was first Thanksgiving too. was uh, held in autumn of 1621 and included 50 pilgrims and 90 Wampanoag Indians in the last three days. Am I not supposed to say that? That's the way it said in this I'm history thing. Native say. Americans that lasted. I don't know. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm reading no. it the way that this history article was written, even though. History is awful, and we know that. Uh, many historians believe that only five women were present at that first Thanksgiving. As many women settlers didn't survive. Oh, there we go. I can take it down a notch there. <laughs> that really did, yeah. <laughs> That'll distract I them. mean, if you want to do that, then you could go full on like sexist jokes or something mm-hmm. like that. That would be. Rest of them were in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, first, uh, the first Thanksgiving dinner. Didn't actually have turkey. There was no turkey at the first Thanksgiving, if you can believe that, Greg. That's a, that'll be a fun one to bring up. Because I'll be like, hey. I like how you're reassuring yourself. I okay. am. Anything. Anything. I'm just kind of panicking. I can so, tell you I'm already bored. It was deer. Uh, they served deer, ducks, geese, oysters, lobster, eel, and fish. They probably also ate pumpkins, but no pumpkin pies yet, Greg. <laughs> they, they weren't invented yet. They also didn't have those mashed potatoes or that cranberry relish or even that green bean casserole. Um, the first Thanksgiving, they didn't even have forks. You are they making only, yourself the center of attention. You realize they that, They only too. ate their turkey. They didn't have forks. They only had spoons and <laughs> knives. Only spoons and knives. Okay, and this one I found the most interesting. I will actually bring this one up because it has to do with TV dinners. Thanksgiving is actually the reason that TV dinners exist. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> because in 1953, Swanson had so much extra turkey, 260 tons of turkey left over, that a salesman told them they should package it onto aluminum trays with other sides like sweet potatoes, and the first TV dinner was made in 1953. <laughs> That's for, like, a trivia. That's a trivia fact. That's pretty good. All right. Courtney is saying that uh, her son would love your Thanksgiving facts. Thank you, Courtney. The get with the kids. Yes. All right. So there are some uh, Thanksgiving facts. If uh, you two have a person that's going to be at your Thanksgiving dinner that you don't necessarily want to talk, just kind of smother them with Thanksgiving facts. Just blurt Thanksgiving facts. And delicious gravy. 
Okay. All right. Well, so traffic and, traffic and Thanksgiving facts. Traffic and Thanksgiving facts. Traffic and Thanksgiving. Be good. Stick to that and, mm. and stick to it. Do not talk about anything. So let's let's try it really quick. Okay. I'm going to try to see if you can deflect it. So. Sure. Uh, Sarah, so what exactly is it? You do some kind of a radio show? or? Oh, I sure do. We do all these like weird things on the show where like I focus on uh, like different stories. Did you know that the first turkey like or the most heavy turkey in the entire world is actually 86 pounds? That's something that I learned on my show. It's so crazy. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what you talk about? Or yeah, I mean, I, it's specific when it, it deals on what we're focusing with since it was so close to Thanksgiving, and today is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, I also learned that female turkeys uh, actually don't gobble. So if you hear a turkey gobbling, it's not a female. It's, oh. a, it's a male turkey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. so that's another thing that I learned on, on my well, show. So it's going like a really lot of fun. Well. Yeah, it's going really well. We have a podcast festival coming up on December 2nd. Uh, I'm sorry, a what? Oh, uh, we just uh, – we have a podcast festival happening. What's um, – a festival, it's like a, oh, gosh. Like a circus been, kind of thing or what yeah, do you have going there? Of, you know, it's just been so overwhelming putting it together. Uh-huh. I, I just kind of want to focus on, got a on bunch today. Of how have you been doing? Yammering away there how at have, it or what? How have this? you been? Oh, I'm good. Your you know, glasses – did you get new glasses? I – Actually, I've just had to have eye surgery, oh. so it's really – Well, they look very nice up, on you. Well, whatever that surgery was, it worked. Yeah. You're looking real good. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. That's kind of. I think you should have st- – I think you should have tried to steer it into traffic at some point there. I think what you could steer have said is – Steer it into traffic? Yeah. And like stick it to the Portland thing. Be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean we do our show in Portland, you know, so we talk a lot about that. And then the turkey facts, drop a turkey fact. Be like, boy, I can tell you though – it really took a while to get up here today. The traffic just seems to get worse and worse. Is Seattle traffic getting bad? That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ask them about Seattle traffic. Okay. Boom. All right. Okay, I can do this. What about construction? Do you have a lot of construction up here? Oh, my gosh. The construction is so terrible. Mm-hmm. So terrible. How's the weather been? You know, and no snow yet, but have you guys had any snow? Yeah, do you think it's going to be a cold winter? Yeah. Yeah, do you think it's going to be another, oh, do you think it's going to be like another snowy, icy winter? Oh, it was so icy last year. Do you remember how mm-hmm. icy it was last mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. All right, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. I can do there you this. Go. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, you All can right. do it. There we go. Well, we worked some things out. I these feel are, a lot These can apply for everybody. So use Sarah's turkey facts. If you're uncomfortable at Thanksgiving, bring up the, the weather and the traffic, and you should be able to make it through. Mm-hmm. Use my turkey facts if you'd like. I still think you should be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. But I need to – I need to. you have uh, helped me deflect a little mm-hmm. because being the center of attention is my nightmare mm-hmm. because everyone stares at me because I am the weirdo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm used to it at our family things like I'm – I'm just going to get the questions mm. because they've all talked to each other plenty. So they don't have necessarily a whole lot new. They want to hear what I'm going to say, even though they may not understand it. So I have to talk and it's, um, I have to try to find different ways. The biggest thing for me to deflect is I'll talk about something with digital trends. They don't understand what that is, but I can say oh, no. some tech thing. I can bring up something about robots or drones. God, they love talking about drones because they're fascinated by it. Oh, especially after the eclipse thing. Exactly. Yeah. So drones are, are a real easy way for me. Okay. To, so do your to drone deflect. transition yeah, I'll and I'll do my turkey facts and we'll all just try. And we'll somehow survive. We'll try yeah. to make it through. All right. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, should I do a little? Let's do a little world of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just really like that noise. I know you do. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Um, <laughs> okay. That's. Okay, that's enough. That's enough of that's the That's part of the song, Greg. What are you talking about? 
All right. First up, a new study has come out. Now, this is something that has plagued our show for years that I wanted to bring up. Then it's about air traveler etiquette. So a brand new study has come out to see whether or not some things are more okay to do on planes than others. Um, well, I'll tell you if they're right or wrong because I already know the, the biggest proper question being is taking off your shoes okay? Okay. Most air travelers say yes. An etiquette expert disagrees. No, most air traffic. Evelyn said taking off your shoes is okay. So to gauge how passengers... Can I just get through this first sentence? Yes, but then let me correct. Okay. To gauge how passengers perceive and handle different flight scenarios, British Airways conducted a survey for over 1,500 travelers from the United States of America, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and Italy. Their responses are eye-opening. Okay. As these are the responses from the majority of the people, what they agree is okay and not okay. Okay. What is your, what were you going to say? Well, when it comes down to the taking the shoes off, as we've talked about before, there are specific rules as far as how to do that. One, you have to have socks on. You cannot go barefoot ever. Barefoot is is wrong. You can't do that. However, if you're within your um, purchased seat air bubble and you are within that, that okay, range, we've all heard you can't this. have your feet out, hanging out in the aisle. You can't have them in somebody else's uh personal space. You keep them in your country. And you can't have them sitting up onto the, you know, onto a chair in front of you. But if they are no. placed underneath you and you take them off and you have clean socks, you are allowed to take off your shoes and uh, sit there with that. However, if you're going to walk down the aisle, you have to put your shoes back on. You can only have them off in your personal space that you have purchased because that's like your base, that's basically your country for as long as you're on that My flight. world of crazy, not your world of crazy. Stop I'm talking. just saying what's correct enough. All right. So polled people said that shoes off is okay. 59% of them did. Sockless <laughs> is not okay. Okay, 87% of people said no socks. See, so uh, I'm with you the You have people. to wear socks. You should not ever take off your socks. The people the people agree with me. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I guess three quarters of Italians who were polled uh, said that people who turned, the passengers who removed their shoes at all were disgusting. Oh, Italians, I do love Italy. I know. Well, if you want to impress them, maybe keep your shoes on. No, I'm dirty and gross. When it comes to armrests, 67% of respondents say that the passengers should commandeer only one side and leave the other for their neighbor. Um, Etiquette says, don't try to stake a claim on an armrest. You have to share it. No, you stake a claim. You're on there first. You claim that armrest. You that is part of your territory. You share the space or you take turns using it. That is the problem. Oh, what a perfect little world they live in. That is not how it works. You get there first. You claim that armrest. You claim it and you stake it out and you keep your arm planted there, whether it's comfortable or not, because that is your territory. And don't give anybody else like any kind of ideas. Not. No, if you get up and go to the bathroom, boom, you gave up your... Your claim, which is why you never go to the bathroom. All right, speaking of getting up and going to the bathroom, if the person at the aisle seat is sleeping and you need to use the restroom, should you get up? Should you wake them up if you have to pee? Yeah. You absolutely should, according to 80% of people. It's not um, my fault that I have to fly over their territory in order to get to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to, like, climb over people when they're sleeping, but then no. I've ended up just waking them up. Like, sorry. I'm like, I'll switch seats with you because I am going to have – I have a bladder the size of a peanut. I pee all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I am going to have to pee no, a lot. I- that's part so, of it. It's your personal territory, but other people have the mm-hmm. right of free passage through it. They can't loiter. They have to just travel through, like flying over a country with your airspace. Like they, they have the right to pass through. Now, if you're going to be the person, though, that has to go to the bathroom constantly, you should really be sitting in an aisle seat. If you know that, Sarah, you should really be requesting an aisle I seat I try to request an aisle seat. I do not believe you. I have flown with you before, and that is simply not true. Well, no, I have tried. 
Well, then, because I know that you want the window seat, and if I, when I've flown with you, like, I want to take what you like. So I want to take that away from you. I am a window seat person through and through. You are the worst window seat person because you don't even take advantage of it. You just fall asleep. You don't even look at it. But I don't get up and bother anybody. I don't fly through their territory and try to use the bathroom. I sit there and I... I figure you wear like Depends or something. Nope. I'm just... Okay. Nope. I can sit there. Once I'm on there, I've trained myself not to use the bathroom. Oh, that's enough of that. Okay. Well, very, we'll very rarely do I use etiquette, it. Etiquette, because I do not want to hear about you talking about using the bathroom. All right. Well, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Oh, maybe this could be another small talk conversation. So the people at Reynolds Wrap are introducing a new way to create your turkey for Thanksgiving dinner by smothering it. In flaming hot Cheetos, you can make yourself a spicy turkey. I do like flaming hot Cheetos. They have posted a step-by-step Oops. guide online to making flavor blasted turkeys. Flavor blasted is a weird way to say it. Yeah, so what you could do is take a bag of your flaming hot Cheetos, uh, blend the chips into a fine dust, coat your buttered turkey with the powder, put the turkey into a Reynolds oven bag and pop it in the oven at 350 degrees until the thickest part of the thigh reaches an internal temperature of 180 degrees. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know if it's necessary. If you don't like the taste of flaming Hot Cheetos, you can also use perhaps a tangy chip like Cool Ranch Doritos. No. Ew, a Dorito turkey? That's just, no. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary. Neither is deep fried turkey, but it's delicious. Well, yeah. I Actually, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever had deep fried turkey. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's good. It's really good. I haven't had it in years, but I have before, and it was amazing. I host an- Very I, juicy. I've never said this on the show. I, do, I host a new podcast for themanual.com. Um, I just host it, and uh, there, we did a whole thing on deep fried turkey and how to do it right. I listened and hosted it. I didn't know. No. I didn't have the actual answers. I'm sorry. I was just they looking did, at our friend, uh, Keelan Chet says- uh, this guy likes flaming hot Cheetos and taking his shoes off on flights. Why does anyone listen to anything he says? He's talking about you, Greg. Because I know what I'm talking about. Do you? Yep. I don't think that's what was being insinuated. All right, a story, which is funny because I haven't had stories out of this place for a while, but the last one also had to deal with a riding lawnmower. Greg, where am I talking about? My favorite place in the world. Port St. Lucie? Port St. Lucie, Florida. A Florida man was arrested on a DUI charge. Different Florida man. So we had one where this guy was like riding down the road before and he was intoxicated. This Florida man was arrested on a DUI charge after he was weaving in and out on a snapper lawnmower while holding on to a case of Budweiser. (laughs) I hope this isn't the same one. If it is, please forgive me. It had a new date on it and it looked like a different name. But I just want to say Port St. Lucie. It's my dream. Kenneth Burton Owl's house was arrested following the... Oh, I think I did have this one. God damn it. I just got so excited about... About Port wow. St. Lucie. Well, the lawnmower was weaving and drifting Swing in almost a, a zigzag pattern. The officer stopped him. He smelled booze. Asked how much he imbibed. Alhouse said, probably enough that I can drive the tractor. Police determined that he could not drive the tractor. All right, let's move on. Uh, finally, I have one more story. Doing some updates. Yesterday we had that story about, you know, that moon landing thing that people said actually happened. Today, another conspiracy theory. Yes. It's not a con- Okay. Nessie sightings are on the rise. Ooh, yes, the Loch Ness, the Loch Ness monster. monster. What did you just call it? The Loch Ness monster. Okay. No, I, actually, I accidentally said Ness, but you That's know what I thought you said. Yes, an American tourist is now being named as the ninth person this year Ooh. to spot 
Loch Ness Monster, a.k.a. Nessie, poking out of the water. So she spotted it all the way from America. Let me tell you how that is. Uh, her name's Diana Turner from Michigan. Recorded the sighting after spotting a good old Nessie on the Loch Ness webcam, which they stream it apparently all day from there. It scans the water near the Urquhart Castle in the Scottish Highlands. Diana said she was watching the water where several recent sightings had been made when she spotted a strange wake movement on the water. Oh, so, the so it's live streamed? Mm-hmm. So I can watch this all the time. I cannot believe you aren't doing that already. Yeah. All right. You still have a few more minutes here, and then you can start watching your live stream. Okay. The setting lasted about two minutes, and other than a boat in the distance, there was no other traffic on the lock. Uh-oh. Proof. So there was a wake, and it does not appear to be that of a boat, says Gary Campbell, Proof. the record keeper of the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Registrar. He said she is. made the recording on September 29th, but only notified us now. But we have accepted it, and it means that the number of sightings is the most we have had this century. Nessie's back, motherfucker. Yeah, good. Good, good. Uh, Let's see. So sightings of Nessie reached their highest this century after a nine-year-old boy who visited Scotland earlier this month, especially to see Nessie, was able to do just that, and he was able to find proof. So uh, in recent years, the most sightings in a year we've had is 17 in 1996. So far this year, there have been 20. No, proof enough for me. Mm-hmm. So other people have seen the large fin shape swimming around that is definitely not a boat. They don't know where it comes from. Then it disappears. Okay. Um, so Mr. Campbell says, Gary Campbell, of course, the record keeper, record keeper of the official Loch Ness Monster Sighting Registrar, says that it, 2017 is a fantastic year for Nessie sightings. Now, the theory is that there's an underwater tunnel. That she that, swims in and out of? Yeah, they swim in and out of to go out into the... Uh, into the main ocean, right. and they well. The reason that. why these uh, why these sightings are important is because the majority of claimed sightings aren't registered into the registrar, so they have to have proof of them in order to be registered. Mm-hmm. So there have been twenty cases to which it seems that there is enough proof to be put into the official Loch Ness monster sightings right. registrar. Proof enough for me. I know. So it's pretty much uh, that it's real. So uh, the most infamous signing, of course, was a photograph taken in 1934 by Colonel Robert Kenneth Wilson, oh, yeah. which was later exposed as a host. No. Or a, a host? A hoax. I'm sorry. I can't talk. I'm hungry, and I drank, like, oh, a giant thing of water, That's and I really at. kind of have to pee. I'm sorry. The image was later exposed as a hoax by one of the participants, who on his deathbed revealed that the pictures were indeed fake. But Nessie's still out there. Go find her today, won't you? And stare at the webcam because Greg's going to. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. You could be like full on conspiracy theory and talk about Loch Ness monster and stuff like that at your Thanksgiving. That would be another way to go about it. Bigfoot stuff. Did you know there's been more sightings at Loch Ness than this century than there were this year than there were all century? Okay. Something like that. Just like no. muddle it all up. Yeah, that might work. I guess right. I can like start talking about things that people don't want to hear me talk about and then mm-hmm. they'll want me to not talk. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Then they'll be annoyed with you like, eh, let's not talk to Sarah so much. Sweet spirit. All right. Let's do a little bit of ball talk. I didn't find the new music yet, so you still have your ridiculous Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's a short ball talk anyway. Are you going to make a prediction? Do you want predictions today? I can do it tomorrow. No, I, want it, I want it for the Thanksgiving Day game because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So I want oh, to okay. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll do college football uh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. 
Games Thursday. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, it's a potpourri of balls. A little this, a little that, a little smattering here. First up, we're going to do this. Sarah, a the most expensive jersey ever. That's yes. been sold in baseball. Ooh. And it is the one of Jackie Robinson's jerseys from his rookie season with the Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, Dodgers. Sold for $2.05 million. Oh, $2.05 million. $2.05 million. Somebody owns Jackie Robinson's jersey. That's very exciting. Oh, that's them. not the most expensive ever. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure it's, it's, it's still wrong. very expensive. Babe Ruth's is uh, $4.4 That's right. I can't even say the word hoax, so you're fine. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep on going here. It's a, it's a real small let's ball talk. More I'm looking along. at it. Let's keep plugging It's a along. real small ball talk here. So, all right, let's just go to this. I'm going to make the predictions. I just realized what time it is, and then I've, then I've got something to wrap it up with, too. I've got a little thing to wrap it up with. So, for predictions that Sarah is asking for. And these are things that you can go, you know, place bets on if you want to send tithings. I will say this. I won the betting league at Landmark again. I won it last year. I won it again. So, well, actually, this is the kind of the second one for this year. But so the way it works is there's a whole group of people at Landmark Saloon that put in on this. And each week you pick one team to win in the NFL. And then you can never pick that team again. If your team wins, you move on and you keep going until your team loses. A team loses. You can never pick the same team twice. I won it last year. This year we did it, and we got to a certain point where everybody lost, so they started over again. You doubled in, and you picked two teams each week. Boom. Won it. Won it on Sunday. That's two years in a row. I've taken money. I also won the uh, NCAA bracket. I'm sorry. Are you going to stop bragging? That's enough. I'm just saying. People who say that I don't make predictions correctly. I'm better than that. Oh, boy, you sure are. Way to go. <sighs> All right, let's make the predictions for NFL. Thursday, we've got three games. Vikings versus the Lions. Sarah, I can tell you who's going to win that. Tell me. It's easy. It's simple. Now, I was a big Barry Sanders fan back in the day. You know who Barry Sanders is? Sure. Barry Sanders played for the Detroit Lions. He's the greatest running back of all time. He's oh, amazing. Barry Sanders is Very exciting for awesome. him. Good. Barry Sanders was the shit. But... He's going to be sad on Thursday because the Vikings are going to win. Oh, Vikings the Lions will win, are gonna win at Detroit. The Vikings will win at Detroit. That is locked. You can put that one in the bank. Uh, second game, Chargers versus the Cowboys. That is a real snooze fest, that game right there. But it's taking place in Dallas on Thursday. Jerry Jones, their owner, going nutso, trying to sue the NFL. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott out. All right, pick one. Dallas still going to win. Okay. Still going to win. So Dallas will win that one. And then finally, we got the Giants versus the Washington Redskins. So Giants, Washington, the winner. Giants. All right. Giants I like are going to upset. Giants Good. will win. Good. I want the Giants to win. Giants will win. So there you go. Those are your three teams right there. All right. And finally, in ball talk, I've got something else here that we need to get to. And it's this. Uh, the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks, University of Oregon Ducks in the news because of a big coup they just had in college basketball recruiting. So apparently the Ducks are doing pretty well. They had the number one ranked recruiting class for 2018 for football. So that means the way that works is for all the college football teams, like it's, it's arbitrary, but they kind of rank them by who got the best players. The Oregon Ducks. Mm. Had the best football team. 
or the best recruiting class for football. And now they have well, the best everybody recruiting wants class. To go there because it's all like so fancy. Well, this is out of the country, in the entire country. And then the they also now have the best basketball recruiting class for 2018 because they snagged one of the top players in the country, one of the top high school players. Oh, and he's the son. His name is Bowl Bowl. This is the guy's name. His name is Bold Bowl. Bold Bowl? Bowl Bowl. B-O-L-B-O-L. B-O-L. Bowl Bowl. Okay. Bowl Bowl. But he's the son of an NBA player that if you grew up in the 80s, 90s, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Do you know who Manute Bowl is? No. Okay. Manute Bowl was uh, this player from the Sudan. He played in the NBA. He was seven foot seven. Seven foot seven. Whoa. Manute Bowl. Yeah. And like toothpick skinny. But he was awesome. Like everybody liked Manute Bowl. There's always there's, there's the best pictures ever are Manute Bowl standing with like Spud Webb. Uh, so Manute Bowl. Spud Webb's the little guy. Spud Webb's a little guy. Yeah, I remember because you like him because he's short. I do. I liked Manute Bowl too. Uh, Manute Bowl was a great player. He has passed away, uh, but his son is Bowl Bowl, and he's one of the best players in the in the country. And he is now going to be an Oregon Duck. That's he chose cool. U of O out of all schools. He chose U of O. So Bol Bol will be at U of O. He looks just like his dad. He's he's only seven foot one, so he's way shorter. Seven foot one. Yeah, and he's I still know. six inches shorter than his dad. So still growing. But uh, yeah, Bol Bol is going to be there. But I did find something that I thought would be appropriate for this in honor of Bol Bol going to U of O. Who's a man who can block the shots in his high city hall? Who knew there was a song called Who's The Ballad of Manute Bowl? Who's the greatest basketball player in the game of basketball? Seven foot two. Oh my god. Seven foot three. Seven foot four. Seven foot five. Hey, he keeps on going. Okay, can we just. Yes, seven. he's gonna get I wanna to see it. what happens afterward. Seven foot seven. Okay. Greg, that's enough. There's two and a half more minutes. That's okay. I think everyone gets the point. All right. Well, that's about a minute bowl. By Ken Queter. Oh, good old Ken Queter. You can find that online. So there it is, Bull Bull going to U of O. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. I like that name. Bull Bull. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you are in the state of Oregon, you're going to be hearing a lot about him over the next, uh, well, he's probably only going to be there a year and then go to the NBA. But for the next year, you'll hear about him. Good to know. All right. Well, Sarah, there's something else I want to talk about with the Portland Podcast Festival, yes. the PDX Pod Festival, which is coming up. And that is... We talked about the sponsor of Stage 1. The sponsor of Stage 2, which we've got a dual sponsor, both Portland-based Oregon companies. And uh, the first one is Sweet Cannabis. So it's, it's the name of the company is Sweet Cannabis. Mm-hmm. They make a product called Toco. Toco is a vape pen. And we're going to get some more information about them to try to explain exactly how those work, Yeah, the vape pens. Um, but it's a, it's a really popular thing. They use all Oregon-grown cannabis, and they sell their products at Jane PDX. So Jane is a series of uh, dispensaries all here right, so in Portland. So the company is Sweet Cannabis, and it Sweet sells cannabis. the product Toco. 
And which is sold at Jane. At Jane. All right. I exactly. like it. All right. I got the trifecta. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's weird talking about it because, I mean, if you're listening from around the country, like talking about marijuana, but here, I mean, it's completely legal. So it's just it's just so normal here. I forget it's about so weird sometimes. It's hearing you say marijuana, too, because I always say like weed. You're like, mm. and talking about marijuana. That's, I'm being official about it. Oh, you're very Cannabis. official. Cannabis. There you okay. go. There we go. Obviously, we're not well-versed, but I do – I am very excited about them being sponsors, and so we're going to talk to them some more about it and uh, and ex- explain some more about how it works, but also just they're going to be there, and they're very supportive of Fun Employment Radio and the Portland Podcast Festival. Which is super cool. Specific. I mean, yeah. they're very passionate about it, so we are yeah. super excited to work with them. We really are. So a big thank you to them for supporting the PDX Pod Festival, and you can look up everything. Go to the website, and we've got links there where you can find out more information about, about them as well. Awesome. So get your tickets now, pdxpodfestival.com. Yes, because when we get back after Thanksgiving, Giving break. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a week away. Yep. Whew. Yeah, get your tickets. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. If you hear this show today on Tuesday, November 21st, and have any words of wisdom for me uh, for some small talk for my Thanksgiving dinner. Give me some small talk. Please just please let me know. That'd be All great. Right. Anything we didn't think of. Besides my turkey facts and traffic and construction. Yeah, real hot. Real hot button issues. Hot button issues. I want it to be like opposite. I want cold button issues. Yeah. I want freezing button issues. I want snooze fest freeze button issues. Okay. We'll see what we can do. So send send Sarah an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Also, right after this episode, if you're a live subscriber, $6.99 a month, the first week is free. Uh, We're going to play an episode from The Well-Adjusted Gamer. Awesome. The Well-Adjusted Gamer, part of the Fun Employment Radio Network, and they're also going to be part of the PDX Pod Festival, so I'll play a sample of them here after this. Well, I'll play an episode of them. A sample. It's kind of a weird way to say it. I'm going to play an episode episode. for you live subscribers. Awesome. We'll get that. And And Greg, thank you again for letting me take off early. Yes. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week and you have some special guests tomorrow that you're going to special guests oh. but you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out who they are that's exciting some uh yep some real ruffians coming in uh oh yeah some scallywags scallywags yeah that's mm. a good one miscreants mm. I don't know if that's the right one or not no, anyway that'll be tomorrow <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio dot com bye, bye. <laughs> don't do that <laughs>